The following production is part of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective. Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. Forgive the interruption, but I believe this requires your attention. Meanwhile, at the above-ground underwater suborbital volcano lair... This is urgent. We need a response team. We're already putting together the best move. With all due respect, sir, so am I. I have a plan. <laughs> it's real! Mighty Marvel Geeks. That's what we call ourselves. Sort of like a team. Team? No, no, no. We're a chemical mixture that makes chaos. We're, we're a time bomb. Well then, son, you've got a condition. Your show about all things Marvel with Mike, Kylan, and Eric. What a bunch of losers. I am group. That I did know. These people may be isolated and unbalanced even, but I believe with the right push, it can be exactly what you need. I'm suit up. I'm bringing the party to you. I have indeed been uploaded, gentlemen, online and ready. And welcome to a COVID-free edition of Mighty Marvel Geeks. <laughs> it, is, <laughs> it is the intrepid trio, Eeny Meeny and Miney, Bo Left Town. And that would make us and that would make us a, a quad, but we're a trio. Uh, yeah. it is Kylan. It is Kylan, Eric, and myself, Mike. How are you guys doing? <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm a little bummed. Why? Well, two reasons. One, and we'll talk about this later, I'm sure. I uh, I watched What If episode four this evening and um oh. yeah. Yeah. Not, <laughs> not exactly uh the textbook illustration of a happy ending. <laughs> no, 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 no. Can we uh, no. other is um uh, well we were talking about this last week on the show with uh, the announcement of the Marvel Midnight Suns game. And, um, oh, and we'll, we'll earlier, get... earlier today, uh, Jeff Davis from DW 60 uh, sent me a text with a YouTube link and um, they just had the three words. Well, okay. Two words, card system. I'm guessing I'm counting three words because there were so many question marks there. It almost counted as a word unto themselves. <laughs> um and do we do we want to start talking about this now or should we get some of the uh, the show's housekeeping out of the way first uh let me get some of the show's housekeeping out of the way first then please housekeep away um check out the website mightymarvelgeeks.net yes i gotta get caught up again bear with me on it i got a great excuse and I should have gotten I should have gotten it caught up with this great excuse, but I didn't because I have this great excuse. Uh, I don't remember if we mentioned it last week when we recorded. Um, but episode tree fifty, faux shizzle tree fifty, tree fifty, faux shizzle tree fifty. Actual name of the episode uh, was record. <laughs> yes, I did. Yes, I did. <laughs> Oh and my I, God. Okay. And I will I will uh. I will claim oh I did it on purpose, but I will I will claim temporary insanity. Why? Because I don't think we talked about it, but I actually had COVID. Yeah. I I actually had, had COVID. Now we, we I tested positive. I tested positive. Uh because the week before we did not record on a Thursday because I was in the emergency room getting tested and, and the results. So we mm-hmm. ended up recording that Saturday. Right. Which I I don't think we because that was the episode Eric did most of the you know yes. steered the ship. And after the show, we're laying in bed trying <laughs> to trying to run the 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 board basically yeah oh i i'll tell you it was it was therapeutic doing the show then 
but I'm sure I was very quite out of it. Right. Yes, yes you were. Yeah. It's okay. It's okay. We were still able to do the show. It was fun. There you go. Um, after the show, I will confess. I, I think Eric's one, paraphrasing Eric, dude. I don't want to do that for quite some time. Talking about steering the ship. <laughs> no, the the ship is yours to steal, sir. We are just here to make snappy banter and make you right. sound. Yeah, but you you did a great job. You did. I mean, man. it was good. You, you do a great job with with your normal show on Sorcerer Radio. You know when you have it up and running uh, yeah, with Sorcom Review. Since, you know January. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, there, there's been other issues involved in that. Yeah, there have. But that's that's for that, that's, that's a, a whole uh, different story. Another day. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but um, so yeah, check out the website. It will get caught up. Um. You may have noticed some changes like the slider with our episodes is a guest spotlight slider. It features all the episodes in that slider or in the carousel are episodes featuring a guest or guests, depending on the case. So we are now making that a guest spotlight because the latest episodes are right underneath. Yeah. I mean, you can go through and find the episodes, but these are some of we we can't say that we have favorites because that's just not that's just not right. Uh, because right. we've enjoyed every single guest we have had on the show, and we love these experiences for different reasons. Yep. Uh, I mean, our, our favorite guest is whoever we're talking to at that time, because that's who yeah. we're talking to at that time. Um, mm-hmm. Nicholas was great. Mm-hmm. The gang from the Fantastic Four was great. Um, yes. Shannon Flynn. Sh- Sharon Flynn. Oh, Sharon awesome. Flynn. Why am I willing to call <laughs> Shannon Flynn? I don't know. I, I, Sharon, I am so sorry. Because maybe, because maybe you're trying to make her an a a lost granddaughter of Errol Flynn. Okay. Now I want to see her in the scroll outfit, whirling a sword around. Yes. <laughs> We better see. I her. think that would be pretty fun. We better see her in Secret Wars or Secret yeah, Invasion. Yeah, a- absolutely, absolutely. And Sharon, if you're listening to us and you end up in Secret Invasion, please come back on the show. Yes, please. and please bring Love people and please bring others with you. You know, if you if she got the other scroll actors mm. on the show with scroll, it could be a scroll invasion. Yeah. Oh, I see what you did there. Uh-huh. 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 As as the the Hebrew Panther is going to say, aha. Uh-huh. Right. I'm sorry. I did not get enough phlegm in that. Aha. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. There you go. Aha. Uh-huh. Uh, check out the right hand side of the page. Uh, our affiliates and and sponsors, uh, partners and affiliates like Biddy Boomers. Use code WeBeGeeks for fifteen percent off your first purchase or your purchase anytime. Um, they, you could go to Target and get the Venomized Captain America. But I'm being told that some of those that you may have only seen in store are going to be coming to the site soon. Venomized cap looks awesome in person. Casey's mm-hmm. pictures did not do it justice. And I think to go with my Spider-Man, I, I, I want to get uh, Venom and Carnage as well. Right. Um, but also to check out Andesite, Uh If you're looking for gaming chairs, they're a really nice gaming chair. Um, quality wise, a lot of great reviews. Um, check them out. Uh, they, they run some major deals a lot. Uh, and if you click the link and purchase a chair through them, we get uh, like a finder's fee for a re- referral fee uh, for for referring you there. So it costs you nothing extra uh, and it helps us out. Uh, superhero stuff. It's got some great Marvel um, swag that you could get uh, and Star Wars swag and any other geek swag. Uh, check those out. Um, I may have to check with see if uh, I could get us a, an affiliate with Tonk Toys, T O Y N K Toys, mm-hmm. because I got this at MegaCon, and I I think we talked about it last week. I know we talked about it off air. I don't remember if we talked about it on air. But I'm drinking Gatorade out on my Drax Geeky Tiki. I thought I I think we talked about it because I think you noted that it held more than your, it, your other Tiki. Um, I almost bought. Great story. Stop at the talk talk toys booth. Of course, it's all geeky to uh, geeky tiki's of various kinds. They had the gold uh, golden girls, 
the General Mills monster cereal cups, Star Wars, uh, some uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, Mandalorian, Baby Yoda, stuff like that. And prices were decent. I mean, it's normal prices, like you know, pretty much selling the same as what's on their site. You know, 20, 20 to thirty-five bucks, depending on what you're getting. Yeah. But they had two that were ten bucks, and uh, as I was looking at them, I was told, yeah, they're ten bucks because they they sent us more of these than they did anything else. I mean, I got pretty much even numbers on everything else. These were double the two that were double that they had knocked down to 10 bucks to try and move as many as they could was Drax and a Tuscan Raider. Come find out. You know, they were 10 bucks each. Like, oh, I'm like, I want to spend 10 bucks on one. Mm-hmm. I would really love to spend 10, 20 bucks on both. But I'm like, so I did some research real quick there at the, at the show. Tuscan Raider held 14 ounces. Mm-hmm. Drax holds 17 ounces. I got Drax because I wanted to get my money's worth. <laughs> there you go. Smart buy. There you go. They ran out of Groot. Groot hold, held something like 22 or 24 ounces. I'm like, oh. Star-Lord was okay. Gamora was okay. Uh, Rocket looked okay. But you know what? For 10 bucks, Drax. And I am a Drax fan. I do like the character. Mm-hmm. And this, this is a night. He he looks. I mean, look at that face. It looks good. For it's I mean, very Drax like. It, tra- it translates nice to a tiki mug. It does. So, um, so yeah. So I got myself a tiki mug. <laughs> they also have tumblers. They're like plastic tumblers. But they also they didn't have them there at the show. But it's on the website. They got punch bowls, and they got this. Oh, one, okay. They got this one punch bowl that looks like the land speeder. Oh, funky. Okay. And, and it comes with a a mini mug. Of Luke and R2, I want the land speeder. <laughs> Problem is, I have no place to put it. That's why I'm not getting it. But, I mean, I have my other glasses and mugs that I've used over the, over the years for recording podcasts. And, you know, like, my cast preview Galaxy Edge cups. Um, I think Drax is going to be my podcast mug. There you go. For a while. No matter what the show. Unless I can find a cheap Star Wars geeky tiki for Wookiee Radio. Drax is gonna Drax is gonna be my my go to. So um but yeah. Talking collectibles, I just guys go with this real quick. Guess what dropped yesterday, guys? Uh my lunch. That too. New September first is typically a big is a is the big Lego dump for the year. Okay. Right. Okay. So um trying to find my story that I used yesterday. So Lego sets that are now on sale oh, as yeah. of September first. Okay. Um, right off, and all I'm going to do is mention the Marvel sets mm-hmm. new this year, and we will in this household will have it. Marvel the Avengers Advent Calendar. There you go. There you go. Have y'all seen this? Yeah, it yeah, looks have, great. Actually. It looks. I think we talked about it. We did. We, we did. did. It and looks I, great. We forgot that yesterday was the drop day. Yep, September first is a big major drop day mm-hmm. for Lego. Uh, also, too, time to start hitting the stores at five bucks a bag. The Marvel Disney Plus minifig blind packs. Ah, yep, yep. I'm definitely wanting the Captain Carter one. I want them all. Well, yeah, I mean, I oh. do want them all, but that's the one I want most. And then I want to get the uh, the display of uh, the minifig display that they use or that they ha- right. they make to put these all in. And then also put in a couple of my other rare ones or other one offs that were put out there to put those in with it. I would say I put my uh, Intrepid Trio set there. I got other. Pl- I like them on my desk. They sit in front of my BB-8, so they're always here at, when I record. Okay, but I'm the I, th- I think I showed you guys in Messenger from that Quinn uh, Helicarrier UCS. They had the shield. Yep. They had the shield logo stand. Yes, yes. I want to make that yeah. to, to put to put us on. I think that would be a cool display. I wouldn't be mad to see us on, uh, on one of those. I think that'd be awesome. But what I, what I may do is for the the wing parts that come down. Let's find the ones where they're got the angled ends, so it looks like they're fractured. <laughs> we're a fractured group, and we're in a fractured base or layer. I know I'm twisted. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, those are out. And to uh, settle 
a dis- a wrap up a discussion we had before show. Why was Kiss in a Howard the Duck episode comic issue? Yes, Howard the Duck number twelve. Actually, it's Hom- Howard the Duck number thirteen, or is it twelve? Uh, it's twelve. It, they appear in twelve. Yes, in the final page of number twelve, and then they're in the whole thing of thirteen. There we go. Uh, the comic was well on wherever this form is they're saying the comic was howard the duck 13 i believe released in 1977 howard the duck was a in a mental hospital of some kind i think the band emerged as some sort of demons out of another patient's body they proceeded to hiss some warning at howard and then disappear so i think their appearance was in 12 and then um yeah first appearance was in 12 but the story was in 13 and this was all under Steve Gerber. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was, uh, it was in Howard the Duck number 12 on the final page. And let's see. And it carries over into 13. Yes, they are. Yeah. They are in number 13 as well. Um, yeah. See, now I need to go get those two issues. But the cover for 13 is, I, or is this for th- the cover for 12? I totally forgot. I, I love this cover. I, I do remember the sanitary straight jacket. Yeah. Yeah. It's been one of my favorite covers. I did not realize that that was the kiss run. I mean, it just tells you how long it's been since I've read it, but you know, I'm going to go read it on Marvel unlimited, there which you hey, go. every week that's one on Tuesdays. You drop that Island. Yeah. Is the, is the picks of the weeks where each yeah. one of us gives you the three picks. We get, we give you nine books that come out the next day on new comic book day. And we give you three picks from Marvel Unlimited to read. And yeah, it, it, it drops. Go ahead. No, I was just saying that it, it drops bright and early at 747 on uh, every Tuesday morning. There you go. Now, I know it's oddly specific, but yeah, well, well it could have okay. been, been 616 in the morning. Right. But you do. You, you put the episodes up at 616. So oh, I, I stopped doing that for a while because I've been struggling to get them up <laughs> on time anyway. But uh, no, if you enjoy reading Marvel comics, then really it, Marvel Unlimited is a great thing to have. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it, it, for us, it's also a pretty good research tool because yeah. if we know, you know, like say what we were just talking about, you know, kiss appears, uh, it was a psychic projection, but they were in two issues of Howard the duck. Well, both these are, I think they're on Marvel unlimited. I didn't look it up to see if they were, but Give me stuff a like, this. okay, right. he's looking and, to, to be completely clear and transparent, we are not getting kickback from Marvel to plug Unlimited. 12 no, and, we're not. 12 and 13. We're not even getting a discount. 12 and, we're paying. I'm a cast member and I don't get a discount. What are you talking about? Exactly. So, See, so when we when we plug Marvel Unlimited, it's it's like Martin Guitars because we because we use it and we like it, right. not because we're getting you know well, endorsed to do it or compensated or remunerated or we ain't okay. get scratch. No, I mean yes, we do with Tascam and Cat Audio, but we also legitimately like their love their stuff. Right? Yeah, we're not gonna <laughs> plug something we don't like. Yeah, and we wouldn't we wouldn't be we wouldn't have kept this endorsement on our own behalf if we didn't like these products. Right. And if now, they will, and if CAD and Tascam didn't like the product we present show wise between the family and network uh, of family, sh- the network family shows, which I mean, Geek Watch One, Mighty Marvel Geeks, Wookie Radio, Keepers of the Fringe, We Be Geeks, Adventures in Geek, they would drop us. They would have dropped us. Right. Right. But we provide valuable resource and evidence for them to say. Go check out these shows. They're made with our products. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and yes, 12 and 13 are on Marvel Unlimited. Nice. Well, and, get, and guess what's yeah. getting added to my, oh, they're already in my library. Oh, <laughs> now, I just need to read One of the cool things, one of the things I really love about Marvel Unlimited is that it will take a story arc and that story arc could span several different issues from various uh from, from various series 
and put it all in one reading order for you. Yeah. Uh, example, um, Shadowland. So Sh- Shadowland spans across, uh, well, it's mainly centered in Daredevil, but then there are other Shadowland books that are outlier books. Or like Spider Island, you yep. know, you have Spider Island, and then you have all these other books that you could go, you can you can go to the story arc part, the section for that, and you don't have to go hopping around from book to book. When you get finished with issue one, you it'll take you to issue two, or if it ends up being issue three fifty seven of whatever book, it's going to take you to wherever the next story is yep. for you. Yep, and I and I think that's awesome. I, I when I first I first started reading Shadowland. I thought I had to go through and organize this myself. But no, there's a full reading order there. And it takes you book to book to book. Well, speaking of book to book to book, I'm just going to tease my MU pick for this coming week because I want this to go right into what if. But Mm -hmm. think Howard the Duck, Sorcerer Supreme. (laughs) But why do I say Howard the Duck, Sorcerer Supreme, because this week's What If is not Howard the Duck, Sorcerer Supreme. It is What If Doctor Strange Lost His Heart Instead of His Hands. And up till now, What If has been doing some pretty, you know, I don't want to say happy ending stories, because last week's was not exactly a happy ending either. No, no, no. But, but compared to this one. Oh, let Hold on. I want to make sure I set this up right before I do it. Okay. When I say this episode is dark, this episode is dark. And let's just go ahead and say it now. Spoiler alert. Yes. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, oh, Colson, get in here. Where is where is it? Colson, where look- are you? Oh, spoiler alert. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> So thank you and have a good night. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, this is um, it's all this is the quote unquote great thing about what if as a series, Mm -hmm. because you go you can literally go in any direction. Good, bad, right, wrong, light, dark. And it is inevitable if you have to borrow a Star Trek reference, infinite diversity and infinite comp- you know, combinations. Yep. Mm-hmm. An infinite multiverse. You're going to have some really, really bad outcomes. Mm-hmm. Last week wasn't great. No, last week was not great, but it had a hopeful note. Right. Um, and honestly, the comic run of What If, which available is is on Marvel Unlimited, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. For nine ninety five. I mean, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but wait, order before midnight and the steak knives are yours free. But, so don't delay, act now. Supplies yeah. are running out. Oh, actually, it's not, but yeah. <laughs> what better way to say I love you than with the gift of the spatula? <laughs> If you know that reference, congratulations. Have you ever had the flapjack treatment? (laughs) (laughs) Trying to stay on target is just easier than (laughs) sometimes than others. Stay on target. (laughs) Stay on target. Which is a sign some people need to have above their toilet. But that's... uh, Oh, hey, we went 350 issues without having a potty joke. You know what we did? We did. Wait, wait. You, you don't remember when Mac was on the whole fart episode? Did somebody did somebody com- like comment <laughs> yes. that they didn't like our our? Oh yeah, that's one where somebody got mad at us about our toilet humor. Our, our juvenile, oh, yeah. our juvenile humor. Yeah. <laughs> We're, so, we're sorry. We promise not to make any <coughs> fart jokes or toilet humor again. More bees, Mr. Taggart. I see you boys. And that's it. So we went 350 issues without doing more than one show about potty humor. So, uh, no. That, it, that seems so good in 5.1 surround uh, off the remastered <laughs> DVD. <laughs> I own it, and I used it to test my 6.1 surround system when I got it. Okay. Years ago. Back (laughs) to what if. Um, 
some of the original run of What If, they did get kind of dark. You know, people were dying all over the place. You know, like, you know, mm-hmm. uh, I remember one. You know, What If the Avengers became pawns of Korvac? Everything died. Yeah, right. The entire universe got wiped out, and you know, you had like you know what my MU pick from last week was. You know, what if the Avengers had never come around and Tony Stark winds up dying? Gee, where's we heard that before? Um, you know, <laughs> sacrificing himself. So the the thing is, dark paths and unhappy endings are nothing new for what if. This one just takes it, dials it up to 11, mm-hmm. and is easily probably the darkest storyline in the entire MCU thus far. Yes. yes. I mean, and more than the snap, more than, yeah. you know, WandaVision. This makes me wonder if this is the direction potentially uh, the movie Multiverse of Madness is going to go. Um, okay. Well, well let's I have it. something to say on that based on what I saw tonight. Well, let, let's get through the rest of that the discussion yeah. or the issue, then we'll get or episode, and then we'll do it. Okay, mm-hmm. so let's just go ahead and dive into the spoilers because basically the what if you know the the change is when Doctor Strange in the movie where Doctor Strange has his wreck, mm-hmm. he's going to a reception basically celebrating him and he wanted Christine Palmer to go with him, but she refused because well, their, their relationship just was never all that happy. Right. Cause you know, he's, well, let's just not sugarcoat it. He's kind of a jerk. Uh, yeah, just a bit, just, just as gauche. Well, in this episode and this timeline, they are actually quite happily involved with each other. Mm hmm. And so she goes with him. The wreck happens and Strange is okay, but she's dead. Mm-hmm. So rather than healing, you know, going and searching for mystic answers to heal his hands, he actually goes to tr- basically looking for ways to, well, ways to bring her back. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and, you know, he goes through the Sorcerer Supreme training and, you know, the the Dormammu I've come to bargain happens and he becomes Sorcerer Supreme. But the whole time, he still cannot let go <coughs> of Christine. Mm-hmm. Finally, he uh, uses the Eye of Agamotto, goes back in time, finds the Lost Library of Cagliostro, which was mentioned in the movie. Right. But it's no longer lost, and he learns all this dark magic, starts absorbing more and more powerful supernatural beings, including one that looks very familiar from, back from episode one, who we all believe to be Shuma Gorath. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And in his efforts to save Christine and bring her back, he winds up destroying his entire universe. This does not sound too altogether unfamiliar to a similar story that took place a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Mm-hmm. With the DC, I mean, the DC universe? Yeah, the DC universe. That's it. Go to the head of the class. Thank you. I'll, <laughs> I'll drink out my Drax Tiki mug. Okay. But, I mean, when I was watching this, and I don't know about y'all guys, but I was having some very strong Anakin Skywalker moments here. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, basically, he falls into darkness trying to save the woman he loves and winds up failing miserably. But there's one little detail that some people may not have really picked up on. This is the first episode where the Watcher's actually in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's actually, I mean, and when, when Eric says in it, literally partial character in the in the show i mean is a supporting right. character of this episode yeah mm-hmm. normally in the in the previous three episodes he has basically been the narrator he is like the you know, the uh, the wayland jennings to this dukes of hazard where he's just he's he he is bringing you through the story he's telling you the story but he is not part of the story in this episode he is very much in the story and he is in the space watching uh, Doctor Strange, who actually notices he's there. 
which is something nobody else has done up until this point. And that basically kind of hints at the insane amount of power that he's acquiring. And even at the end of this episode, as Strange's universe is collapsing around him and evaporating into nothingness, he's actually talking to the Watcher. Right. Yeah. Well, talking not so much as like begging and pleading and, you know, please fix this. Please punish me instead. I deserve it. These people don't. And the Watcher's just kind of like, dude, you were warned. Mm-hmm. We, you know, you were told what would happen. He's kind of like, you know, and even if I could save this place and could punish you, I'm not gonna. I I love the fact that the Watcher, you know, in that in, in that this episode, he reiterates that he purely observes. That, that that is what he does like you know because it, it, it does feel like when you're watching the show if, if you're if you're somebody who has not touched a comic book and you don't know who this character is it feels like a typical character device sort of like the watchers in Highlander how they say well though no, we we're, we're not supposed to interfere but every episode they interfere you know but you know but there's the watcher and in this moment where this reality is, is is dying. You know, even though he's a powerful being, he cannot. You know, he 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 can't do anything. And I I liked I really liked that he pointed out that you know as much as he would want to you know make uh, make Stephen pay for this that he couldn't. And that was a rough battle between Stephen. Well, actually, the first battle between Stephen and 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 the ancient one that was rough. Yeah, you know. But then between Stephen and Stephen, I I was certain that our Stephen was going to win. I, I I was certain of that. Yeah, and and what he's referring to, folks, if you have not seen the episode, well, <laughs> first of all, if you haven't seen the episode, why are you listening to us? Um, but basically, the Ancient One split Doctor Strange in two. Mm-hmm. So basically, you have the evil Stephen, you know, going back in time, learning all this stuff, absorbing all the power of all these, you know, supernatural creatures, starting off with the Garden Gnome. It's just like Travelocity. Well, that's what happened to the company, I guess. Um, and then the other one who actually said, you know what, I've lived in the past enough. And he's actually learned to let go. Mm-hmm. That was something that evil Steven couldn't do. Mm-mm. And Mm-mm. I also like how this episode took a lot of events and a lot of visual cues from the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, like there is uh, there is a BuzzFeed article that uh, that we were looking at earlier, just with with a bunch of the Easter eggs. Yeah, where. Like the the way that uh, the car lands after the accident, it, it's a direct frame for frame reshoot of from the movie. Right. Um, he experiments. He does time experiments with an apple. Same thing from the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it, the, I, I like that they actually touched on that there are hard points. Yeah. You know, like not not every time travel show will talk about that, but you know. Seeing that no matter what he did, even if he stood her up, yeah, she winds up. It was going to happen. Yeah, there was a little touch of Groundhog Day there because mm-hmm. he kept trying. He kept going back in time to the start of the evening, trying to create a paradox that would break the cycle and maybe you know restore her and keep her from dying. Re- reverse it as they. As uh, Angel Warren called it, the absolute point. Yeah, which we've heard similar stuff in uh, in WandaVision, a Nexus event. Mm-hmm. See, but I think, well, we also heard Nexus event in Loki. But I think right. Nexus event is one that happens to everyone's timeline. Right. The Holocaust, the Holocaust may be a, a Nexus event or World War Two, whereas right. the absolute point is is a is a, it may be a Nexus event of some sort, but it is to one's personal timeline, yeah. not because a and, universal and the ancient, timeline. Like the ancient one said, you know, this is the event that starts you on your journey. Mm hmm. 
This is which does have worldwide consequences, right? Or and universal, universal yeah. consequences. If she doesn't have, if if she doesn't die, he doesn't go searching for these answers. He doesn't learn from the ancient one. He does not become Sorcerer Supreme, so on and so forth. So they may not be the exact same, but they're, they're concepts that are similar enough mm-hmm. to help get um, – help acclimate viewers right for things because i and like this is this basically what we've seen been seeing it's almost kind of like a phase one recreation yeah where you would have multiple movies setting up characters and concepts and events so that way when you get to avengers you don't have to do all that setup you know already Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, you know what? I just thought about something now. Yes. So, okay. And, and this is another parallel. So when we go, let's go back to the first Doctor Strange. And you know how he kept going to Dormammu, say, I, I want to bargain. I want to bargain. And, and we don't know how many times he did it, but he did it. And he would try to do it in different ways. Right. Uh, now, mind you, now. That was that that was a time loop at that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that was a, that was not a time loop of his creation, but a time loop all the same. In this particular instance, it's the, it's the same thing, but the motivations are different. Where right. Stephen on one side, Stephen is trying to save the universe. On the other side, he's trying to save himself. I the thing is, ultimately, all of this is really about him not wanting to be alone. You know, not saying that he doesn't love. He loves her. I know he does. But you know, I'm just saying that it gets to a point that ultimately becomes self motivated because look at the things that he's willing to do mm-hmm. to get there, and he ultimately becomes. A monster for it. Well, also, you know, good Stephen points this out to evil Stephen towards the end of the episode. He said, this is a result of our arrogance, our need to fix things and our mm-hmm. belief that we can. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And also, this is where this is where we point out one of you know, another one of Strange's flaws. He's reckless. He is. He is because yes. you know what has he done? I mean, well, first of all, he was reckless in driving too fast, trying to get around the truck and crashing. Mm-hmm. He was reckless in his use of magic, mm-hmm. and it was definitely reckless in other ways as well. And this. He was reckless. Well, that scene where he's sitting up late at night, Wong comes in and says, I'm going to go put the kettle on. Uh, how about, you know, why don't you come join me before you do anything reckless, like mm-hmm. going back in time and trying to create a paradox. And, and he was already called on that while he was going through training. Yeah. He had already been called on it at that point. Yes. So this also, and again, a, a, a phase one parallel where you're setting up stuff, only this time you're doing most of your setup through Disney+. Plus. Right. Marvel is not doing this accidentally. The timing of this stuff is not accidental. No. no. We had we had WandaVision showing up what people can do in stages of grief and also teasing the idea of alternate realities. Mm-hmm. We have Loki that basically... You know, does the heavy lifting to you know explain the concept of multiverse, sacred timeline, time variance, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And now we have what if that is further delving into this multiverse concept and showing the various you know the the different stories that can happen in here, good and bad. All this to set up multiverse of madness. Yes. So that so. way we are all up to speed with what's a multiverse? Why can this be bad? Why can this be good? You know, what kinds of powers does it take to, you know, to harness or to, you know, explore? And right. Spider-Man No Way Home is going to tie directly into this. It's kind of like mm-hmm. when we see the trailer where we see Strange casting the spell that Wong says don't cast. Why? Because Stephen Strange is reckless. And of course, Stephen Strange. This is not, you know, people are saying online, you know, you know, could could we be seeing evil Stephen in in No Way Home? That's that's the only that's the only explanation that makes sense. 
No, the fact that Doctor Strange is an arrogant, reckless... Doofus? At times, yes. At times. I mean, think about it. If you if you had at your fingertips a considerable amount of mystic power, and you, you're not necessarily the power-hungry type, but you like to get a little fast and loose every once in a while. Aren't you going to use a spell to, I don't know, whip up a pizza? Or, well, you really couldn't necessarily whip up a pizza, but you could, like, you know, maybe teleport pizza to you, you know? Or uh, that's not a, the best. Huh? Put a um, hypnotic suggestion in somebody working at a Domino's. You know? Right. Triple I mean, meat delivered to me for free. Or, you know, you it's, could call the this. The pizza shop's going, I think I will make a triple meat pizza and I'll deliver it to Eric for free. That'll be nice. You, you could get the phone number for the McDonald's CEO and say, bring back the old school McRib, the old school one. Okay, well, it's nice that, and big. That counts as a dark path right there. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Or no, no, no. Call Taco Bell. Bring back the Mexican pizza. I'm just saying. No. Okay. Bring, back the, chi- bring back the chili cheese burrito. They still have it up here, man. <laughs> Not down here. They don't. Uh, I had one no. the other day. I could be wrong. No, I haven't seen it, it forever. I, I well, I don't see it on the menu, but I ask for it and I get it. I may have but to yes, do that. I, I totally, I totally get your point. That you know, this the saying that power corrupts, and absolute power corrupts absolutely. <laughs> yes, but he he gets a little fast and loose. I, uh, but the thing is that the Stephen that we know would not necessarily make the best use of magic, but what we see in this episode is the logical conclusion. And I love that. They're not afraid. They don't shy away from that. They don't, you know, we, we see the logical conclusion of, I don't even want to call it best intentions because it's not best intentions. It's him being stubborn out. It started out as good intentions. Mm -hmm. We'll, we'll say it was good intentions to start out with. Right. He loved Christine. And, and at first you can kind of write it off as guilt because he was driving. Mm-hmm. But eventually, you're right. It does. It becomes an obsession as he goes on. It's kind of like, well, you know, if I, uh, you know, I, I got to do this. It's not you can't do this. He doesn't listen to that. It, it's it's kind of like, well, I'm Doctor Strange. I can do this. I just need more power to do it. Mm-hmm. You well, can't they, tell me what to do. Yeah, it, they won't give the power to me. I will take it from them. Mm-hmm. And see, it, it, it's a very, very potent. The moral of this story is, you know, the ends does not justify the means. No, it doesn't. No. And, no. you know, the end result that Dr. Strange got does not justify, certainly does not justify his means in getting there. No, no. And he doesn't realize his mistake. Until it is far too late. Mm-mm. And then at that point, it becomes a Greek tragedy. <laughs> so, yo, <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, you know it's, it, it, it's, this is one of those episodes that it's a good episode. It's not an enjoyable episode. Well, it depends on what you're wanting to enjoy out of it. True. Okay. There's that. I mean, it's, it's a good story. Yes. It is a very powerful story. Mm-hmm. It is not a happy story. No, no. You know, I, I think a lot of people who who took this for, oh, it's an animated series, so it's supposed to just be fun and blah, blah, blah. Uh, this was, if last week wasn't a, a quite a surprise for you, this week certainly probably is. Yeah, and I've heard, I've, I've heard many people come up to me and say, you know, um, last week's was not my favorite episode uh, of the series. And I'm kind of like, well, <laughs> understand. But, you know, we and this was a an explore, a, a further exploration to a character that we think we know. And the thing is, I believe that there's a part of Steven that had things gone that way. This is what we would have gotten. I, 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 I legit believe that. And I'm not saying that Steven is a bad person. But I, I, I do believe that this is a logical conclusion for this particular what if scenario. Yes. Yes. That's pretty much. The, 
Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. It is a good example of how good people can become monsters mm -hmm. under the right, or I guess I should say wrong circumstances. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And one character that we have not touched on, the caretaker of the library. Yeah. Mm -hmm. a, a dude by the name of Obeng. Well, mm -hmm. this character is from the comics. Mm -hmm. And he and at some point, you know, Doctor Strange just say, don't tell me you're a Cagliostro. Well, as it turns out, that's exactly who he is in the comics. Mm -hmm. So it's his library. And. That makes the scenes so much better with him in it. Yes. Because even Obeng tries to get him to let it go. You know, he says it's not worth it. He said, you know, what book did you read that out of? He said, not a book. Life taught it to me. And there was such a Yoda moment when you see him, old man Obeng, laying in bed, pretty much on his deathbed, basically saying, you know, even with powerful people, you know, death is always part of the plan. Mm -hmm. Right. And and he's kind of like, you know, I, I can't accept that. You know, I can I can make you young again. We make you you know, immortal. And, he's, and he just kind of says, I know you can't, but I don't want you to. Yeah. So knowing that Obang is Cagliostro, the one whose library Stephen is is studying in, and he's willing to let it go, that that makes those scenes with him just that much better. At least to me. Your yeah. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree. I mean, I you know, it's like that he tries in, in that way of the sage advisor tries to nudge Stephen you know, on the right path, knowing full well that, you know, it's sort of like that whole you can lead a horse to water. Mm -hmm. Not that he doesn't care, but he also he's lived long enough that, you know, I, I'm going to I'm going to you know, give you these bits of insight. You could take it or leave it. Uh, but, you know, ultimately you're going to make your own decisions and you're also going to need to own those consequences as well. Mm -hmm. Um. I, I I liked I, uh, like you uh, you know because this is a character that I'm not very familiar with, but I liked the the interactions between the two, mm -hmm. and, and I don't know that at the same time I kept hoping maybe the interactions with him uh, between between the two of them would somehow change uh, Stephen, but no, it, it, that didn't do it either. So. Yeah. Kind of hoping that when evil Stephen absorbed good Stephen, you know, good Stephen would, you know, kind of like talk him down. I, yeah, I, I kept hoping, and and maybe that's what hit so hard with this. You know, we, we, the Marvel that we know, uh, 99% of the time, the heroes win, but is that 1%? It just doesn't happen, right? You know, and Again, bad things happening, you know, unhappy endings. It's been a pretty much a staple of the series in mm -hmm. the comics since the get go. Mm -hmm. But again, that's the great thing because you can explore all these different angles. Right. I mean, yeah. there's so you could do almost an entire season of what if just with Doctor Strange. You oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just with Captain Carter, just with Star Lord T'Challa. Cha cha. Let, let's, so let, let's let's talk about hot nebula too. <laughs> Star uh, Wars had hot callus. Marvel gets hot nebula. Yeah, that <laughs> universe's uh, incarnation of Jessica Rabbit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. To, to to quote Uncle Jesse, have mercy. <laughs> I I I I have to admit, uh, along with uh, Hot Aunt May, that just kind of I was like, oh, 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 okay, yep, All right. Well, <coughs> sorry about that, dude. You're not coming around with a relapse, are you? Came close. Because, dude, I am spraying down my microphone and headphones with the breeze. I'm telling you. I I and thought I, saw. I, I thought I was gonna come close. Oh my gosh! I was channel. Go. I was flipping channels. Dude. Saw fantastic, saw fantastic four in the love of God and all things holy. Do not finish this story, please. So I thought I was just, trying to finish it. I thought it was the Jessica Alba story and uh, Michael Chiklis, Chris Evans, Fantastic Four. It came out commercial. Saw first two seconds. That was twenty fifteen. I changed the channel quick. That that and then that would definitely be COVID inducing, in yeah. my opinion. Y'all are lucky. 
We got the extended version of the story before <laughs> recording. Yes, we did. Now, I I saw the story on comicbook.com. Oh, goodness. It, it's for you guys. Apparently, there's a video that goes with this, and I haven't watched the video yet. I'm almost tempted to, uh, since, on tw- since it's a Twitter video, I may be able, we may just play it real quick. Um, in the WWE, Kylan, you may know who I'm going to about to talk about mm-hmm. there's a wrestler who used to be a um ufc fighter yes yes okay, by the yeah, name yeah. of matt riddle well, well i was thinking about somebody else okay now i'm i'm talking matt riddle okay now matt riddle just want to make sure <coughs> matt riddle has this character bro you know dude bro it makes you almost wonder, is he a stoner? I think. But you, you always see him on the scooter. We're, we're talking the you know, like push scooter, not mm-hmm. motorized scooter. Well, the headline, this is what caught my attention. WWE superstar Matt Riddle has the most amazing recap of Howard the Duck. Oh, no. Um, I am trying to get it. Okay. This is a minute 31. Are we going to regret you playing this? I, I may. Think we're going to regret. I may regret me playing this. Our own duck home planet, and like, it is a lot like Earth, but they're ducks. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, like in his apartment smoking a cigar, breathing like a play duck, which is like a playboy. But like, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, duck. he's on his recliner. He's like, what's happening? And it sucks him through. And you find out what happened. It sucks him through, and he gets blown through his whole apartment. And it brings him to Earth. Busy scientists on Earth have like a tracking beam and they accidentally put it on his coordinates and sucked him to Earth. <laughs> so now he's on Earth. Sure. Now he's the duck. And then the people are still in that like, place doing this science. And then they bring a dark overlord over. And then this dark overlord is in the right. scientist. And then now the duck busy teams up with this pretty cute rocker chick. Because in the 80s, chicks were, you know, always the rocker. Yeah, so like, so that was going on. So he teams up with her. They kind of have a thing. I don't know what happened with her. Wait, what? Yeah, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Something, something happened. The sheriff man, she likes him. He likes her. But end of the story. Howard defeats the dark (laughs) overlord. Howard the Duck's basically a superhero. So there's the awesome recap. I don't know if I regret it or not. <laughs> That's a minute and 30 seconds of my life. I will never get it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I will say it was, a, it was an amazing recap. <laughs> well, at least, at least he didn't talk about how he thought that the the Doctor Strange TV movie was like n- next level Shakespeare or something like that. So you know, there's that. Th- thankfully, I ha- I don't think I have found a copy of that movie yet. It's on YouTube if you want to see it. Mind you, I have not watched it because I love myself too much, but I'm pretty sure one of these days I'm going to do it just because I'm a completionist. It says I've seen both of the Captain Americas. I feel like I need to see Doctor Strange just so so I can say I did. Okay, so I'm going to put this out there. Oh, no. I believe it was 1979. Mm Mm-hmm. 1979, Doctor Strange, mm-hmm. or 2015, Fantastic Four. I mean, which one I would rather watch? Yep. Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. Because I still got standards, dude. 1979, we can still give it a pass for the time. Right. The, that 2015 stuff, that's no excuse. You know better at that point. You know better. Okay. I, I'm probably going to regret bringing this one up. You probably should already. Howard the Duck. 2015 Fantastic Four. Howard the Duck. I would watch Howard the Duck again 
five times, not necessarily in a row, but five times before I would watch that, the 2015. Yes. Well, from yes, from the urban legend I heard, if you watch Howard the Duck more than twice in a row, he all of a sudden appears on the couch next to you. Why don't you test that theory and get back to us? <laughs> yeah, let us know, man. We, you know, as a matter of fact, bring Howard on the show. I would I, love to interview him. I, 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 all right. I'm now going to find out who the actor was who did the voice of Howard the Duck, and I'm going to try and get him on the show. That'll work. All right. And the and the person who was in the costume. All right. I'm still working on Leia Thompson too. I know. Queen of Marvel. The goddess of goodness. The one who should be re- doing a remake of the movie because she wants to do it because she's a Howard fan because you know once you're out of luck you'd go with you go duck. So been told. So um Kylan, just curious. Uh-huh. Are you able to do an awesome spoiler-free recap of Shang-Chi since you went tonight? I can. Can you, I do, can. Can you do it like Matt Riddle? Uh, I lost your audio a second. Could you repeat that? <laughs> could, could, I, I can't. But you don't want me to try to sound like Howard because I can't do it. Uh, I, I'm not that awesome. <laughs> but, but I did go to the... Uh, uh, the preview night showing for Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Um, the movie uh, clocks in as uh, a little over two hours. It doesn't feel like it. Uh, it does an amazing job of putting you into a world that is largely new for Marvel. Um I would say it, the experience would compare to when um, to to uh, Black Panther, you know, uh, bring you into this uh, world and culture that 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 there, there's not a lot of exposure to. Um, and so and I'm, I don't want to get I, I'm, I'm going to be super vague on this because I found that there were uh, quite a few surprises for me as as somebody who had seen quite a few of the trailers, not all the trailers, but quite a few. There were quite a few surprises for me, and I don't want to take this away from anybody that is wanting that is planning to see this movie sooner or later. But I would say do yourself a favor. See it as soon as possible. Um, There are connections obvious connections to other uh other parts of the mcu um you you also have this really awesome opening uh that's um it, 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 in a weird way is almost reminiscent of a a less a slightly less stylized crouching tiger hidden dragon uh so in, in the sense that now and as much as i enjoyed that movie there were times where the artistry kind of took me out of it because I, on one side, I know it's a Kung Fu movie, but on the other side, it is highly artistic. This, this movie does a really good job of balancing the, the beauty and, and, and the artistry, but not making it so much so that you're like, no, what am I watching right now? Um, uh, Aquafina's character um, is a a new addition, and uh, it, she she is somebody that you you get used to quickly, um, and at the same time uh, they do some things with her that I don't remember uh, seeing done with new characters, uh, at least up to this point in the MCU. Um, there's also some there's this feeling of a of a worldwide quest, you know, and, and you and you get dropped into that fairly quickly. Um, but even within the quest, you know, you're you're still finding out things about these characters that you think you already know from the beginning. And the characters are starting still learning stuff about each other along the way. And so Say saying all of that, this is a movie that um, whatever expectations you have, seriously drop them at the door. I thought that the, my familiarity with Shang Chi kind of worked against me in in this in, in this sense because 
there were certain parts of the character that, yeah, are, are still held true. But there was a lot that they did with the character that was true to the character that I didn't see coming. And it it, it kind of gave me the pleasant surprise in the same way that Ant-Man did. Because, uh, <laughs> but in the sense that, like, I, when I went to see Ant-Man, I was looking forward to it. But I was curious because Ant-Man was not one of those characters that I just had to go see on the big screen. But it was an MCU movie, so I'm going to go see it. I walked out of Ant-Man wanting to turn right around and go watch the next showing. Even with me holding off for, what, one plus, 12 plus months for Shang-Chi, there is a lot that they did not share. And uh, the storytelling is deep. The the, the characters are well-developed. Um, there, there's a lot of... Um, there, there's a lot of interactions between the characters that you... It, 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 the, the, the interactions between the characters certainly tell you more about who they are than what they are if that makes sense uh you you see this you see this great character development but even within the character development there's these other there's these other things going on as well um along with all that there's this this overreaching overarching mystery um so like i said this thing is super vague I don't want to. I, I I'm not going to go any more specific than that. Um, maybe after a couple of weeks, if we bring it up again, there are certain things I would love to talk about. Uh, just like I said, be aware. It's uh, it, it, it clocks in over two hours. Uh, still, uh, again, certainly doesn't feel like it. The other thing is there are two after credit scenes, so just be aware of that. So um, there's one that's like mid credits and one that's at the end. So, so yeah. So that that that's all I'm gonna say about that right now. Cool. Final thoughts. I you know what? Um, I am so jazzed to see what's gonna come next from um, What If. Uh, I, I think it's Thor. This episode alone just completely blew. It blew me out of the water uh, with the the writing and the storytelling. Uh, I this is a story I didn't expect them to do with this series. Yeah, I think the next one is uh, based around Thor. Okay. So, um, Eric, final thoughts. Okay, I want to circle back to something we were talking about in the beginning of the show. See, I knew and you, I knew you'd come around to Howard the Duck. Oh, wait, sorry. You said beginning of the show. You know, when Howard the Duck winds up in the Midnight Suns, then, then you'll be happy. <laughs> um, again, the, the whole, the premise of the game in, in gameplay, this, uh, what Jeff had sent me, it was an extended gameplay slash infomercial about the game. And, it uses a card system, which is uh, it, basically in combat, you are given a random deck of cards with attacks, which kind of reminds me of some old uh, tabletop games, kind of mm-hmm. like Star Force Terra and what have you. Mm-hmm. But uh, it, in the context of this game, it really just... I, I'm not a big fan of it. it because it went from being like Final Fantasy meets superheroes to, uh, you know, superhero Yu-Gi-Oh! And it just kind of ruins ruins the effect from me, uh, mm-hmm. for me. And I guess it, this is, I know this is a Marvel podcast, but this is where DC kind of has a huge leg up on Marvel. And it's in the games. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sorry. It is especially... If Marvel wants to put out a game that uh, where the the player can create their own character, their own original quote unquote original character, and play alongside established Marvel characters, they need to look to DC Universe Online because that mm-hmm. that and Champions Online and the old Departed City of Heroes, those mm-hmm. RPGs. 
they did it right. Uh, I, I have played DC Universe Online. I've, I've kind of shifted from that over to Elder Scrolls Online. That is my current <clears throat> game. It's pretty much the only game I play right now. Um, even though I got Lego Super Heroes 2 a few weeks back because it was marked down on PlayStation. But, and if, if Midnight Suns comes out either free to play or you know, ridiculously marked down on PlayStation Store. I'll get it. I'll play it then, but I'm sorry. I just, I don't, if I want to play a card game, I'll play a card game. Mm-hmm. I don't want to play a card game. Right. Which I, I hate to say that's a deal breaker because the rest of the game does look good and it does show promise. Maybe, you know, depending on when the pricing comes down, as these games always do, I'll give it a shot. But right now, I'm just, I'm kind of disappointed. Hey, thanks, Jeff. <laughs> But see, you know, I was like you, like when you uh, were reading this last week, I'm like, I'm thinking superhero Final Fantasy. Uh, That's where I was. And I was excited. And I'm like, okay, but yeah, you know, but, you know, and it remains to be seen. You know, what does this exactly mean when they're talking about this card system? But it usually ends up not being good. Right. See, I I was hoping it was going to be um, Marvel's answer to DC Universe Online. I thought, you know, kind of, I thought it was too. Mm-hmm. Not, I mean, I didn't think it was going to be very close to it. I thought this was going to be an answer. Now, I've heard that Marvel Crisis Protocol is a really good game, but I haven't played it. That's a, that's a tabletop. Okay. Right. Mm. But yeah, I, I hate to say it. I'm kind of, uh, kind of disappointed here now. I'm right there with you. So, well, on that note, since we've kind of done the uh, final thoughts, mm-hmm. um, since I'm feeling a little better, Thursday, if you would, please. I have a bad feeling about this. Uh, uh, wrong genre, <laughs> wrong franchise. Uh, Thursday, if you would, please. All wrapped up here, sir. Will there be anything else? Nope. Just time to go dark. <laughs> Jack! No, I'm all right.